and gents, welcome to the Control of Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. Episode 118, as always, I'm joined by Jordan. Jared, after all these episodes, I can't tell you how happy I am to have you here on the show. And <laughs> you, do, you do a great job being here, and it's yeah, a pleasure to have me. you. It's a pleasure to have you. I, I love this ongoing bit. And uh, also, Dom. <laughs> um, praise the sun. That's an yeah. ongoing bit for you. <laughs> <laughs> Love these ongoing Crazy. bits. Um, controlled interest, the home of ongoing bits. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, so, if you remember last week when I talked about getting to Red Dead Redemption 2, I said that I was going to start it, but I actually wanted to focus on finishing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? Um, I did that, which is good. So, I'll get Red Dead out of the way because that's the thing I played the least um, because I was so focused on finishing Odyssey first before I dove in because I knew it would take over for me in terms of what I'd be playing. Um, so I played Red Dead Redemption 2. I got through the opening. Um, that was It seemed to be the biggest complaint for people when it came to reviews is that the opening was very slow. I actually liked it, personally. Uh, I really loved um, getting into the world. I thought it was very immersive. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I know you played... Obviously, you played more Red Dead than me, and you'll have much more to say, Jordan, but... What was your opinion on the opening? Did you feel it was like too slow for you, or did you dig it? The opening, is, you mean like story-wise, or um, just in general? Just pacing, like because that was the biggest complaint is people felt it was very slow. Like you didn't actually get to where I stopped, where like the world opens up to you for a while. Yeah, I'll try not to go too far into this uh, since you are asking a specific question, but I will say in general, this is a very slow-paced game, deliberate. Yeah. I wouldn't say monotonous. I would say it can be tedious, though. Um, and so, obviously, that includes the beginning of it. But I am personally very, very, very much enjoying the pace of the game and really have very few complaints, if any, as far as that's concerned. So um, I'm definitely taking my time with it. And so it, it uh, you know kind of lends itself towards that it kind of asks you to take this uh, slow paced journey and, and kind of uh, walk alongside it in that sense and uh, I'm enjoying it enjoying that so yeah I'm cool with the, the slowness if you if that's what you want to call it yeah because I mean so obviously we know Red Dead's a western obviously and for me rest sure. westerns tend to be like just slower pace it's just the way for me the genre feels and yep. when I was going into Red Dead Redemption 2, I wasn't expecting a fast-paced narrative or, you know, fast-paced gameplay. I knew it was going to be slow and methodical, and it was kind of going to peel back its layers like an onion. So the opening of it I really enjoyed. Um, I love how you – and this isn't really too spoilery, but you start off in a very snowy area, very snowy, um, with a huge snowstorm going on. And then by the time you hit the open world, it contrasts to, like, lush green environments – and I just love that contrast at the beginning of the game because right off the bat yeah. it shows you um, how dynamic the game can be in terms of its uh, locations yep. and environments. So I really enjoy that. Um, I have literally not too much else to say because I don't want to spoil it because I know Dom's eventually going to get into Red Dead Redemption 2. And I think the opening, mm -hmm. though it's like an opening and it shouldn't be full of spoilers, I don't think it is. I still think it's special in what it does. So I kind of don't yeah. want to go into that too much. Um so I left that there. I got to the point where the world opened up to you and then I stopped playing because I knew I was immediately going to get hooked. So I stopped. Yeah. Then I went back to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I finished the main campaign. It took me 60 hours, um, relatively. 
but you were that's not just you know critical path that's you're doing a lot of other stuff oh yeah yeah i mean towards the end i was crit pathing just because i wanted to get to i wanted to be able to finish this and get to red dead um i would say i got to about probably level 47 doing whatever like doing a main mission here doing a bunch of side stuff once i hit like halfway through level 47 that's when i was like i'm gonna focus on the story missions and get that stuff done um the cool thing is um with a series going that goes as long as assassin's creed you always worry especially like say for instance someone like you dom who's not really into assassin's creed say for instance you were like oh i'm gonna pick up odyssey but i'm afraid that i'm gonna be boggled down by all the past assassin's creed stuff and i just i don't want to get lost right the cool thing with this narrative is that it's entirely self-contained in the sense that it focuses on Cassandra or Alexio's story, depending on who you pick. And when you finish the game, that's, that's it for you. Like, if you're not super into the Assassin's Creed lore and the Templars and Assassins and all of that stuff, and you just wanted a really cool game with a really good narrative, that it's, it does that, right? And that's great. The cool thing is, once you finish that narrative, there's two other main objectives you can do. And I'm being vague because Jordan's going to be playing Odyssey, and I don't want to spoil it for him. But there's two other big objectives you can do, and both of those, when you finish them, they're a little bit more time-consuming. So when I finished both of those and I was done, I put the ribbon on the game until I come back for DLC or to clean up achievements, it was about 70-ish hours. So this extra stuff took me about 10 hours. And both of them, when you finish them, unlock more information about the very Assassin's Creed nerdy lore stuff. So having to do with Templars and Assassins and that whole backstory, Eden, and all of that stuff. And that's really cool for me as somebody who's super into that stuff. But I like that it's attached to the extra stuff that isn't required for finishing the main narrative. You know what I mean? So if someone like you, Dom, wanted to get into Odyssey, you could play through the game, finish the story, have a really cool story. And then unless you really wanted to finish those other things, you didn't have to worry about it. A lot of the real deep Assassin's Creed lore wasn't like dumped on you. You know? So I really love how they split that up. Um, the game's awesome. By the time you finish the game, you're decked out in legendary gear. I had, like, a, the Horse of Hades or something like that. It was, like, a horse that was on fire. The Horse of Hades. Um, I ended up finding uh, the the Trident of Poseidon, so I had that. Which The Trident me. of Poseidon. Which that had was a, pretty good. <laughs> had a really cool ability that allows you to breathe underwater, so it allows you to clean up those areas and not have to worry about controlling your breath and going to the surface. Um it's just really cool, the customization on the weapons, being able to add your own um, upgrades to them and decking them out. There's a whole quest line that has to do with the Daughters of Artemis, which is really cool. That's a little side quest. Um, the Daughters of Artemis! <laughs> Artemis is the goddess of the hunt, so it has to do with hunting. And that's the one I was telling you guys about last week where uh, maybe I didn't. I talked about like the main, the main uh, stuff, but there's these legendary beasts that you can go after. So it's like the... Um, Ereborian boar or whatever I forget their exact names but it's like there's like a, a giant bear a giant boar a giant wolf um, a bunch of giant animals they have to go and hunt and they're like the alphas of what is thing, it the so. uh, the at at lion lion yes I don't know it's like the, yeah. the lion that's the zodiac he's like a, an undefeatable indestructible lion back in the day in Greece Exactly, yeah. So it's all of those ones you know from from Greek mythology, and they're just like really big versions of them. Um, the lion was expected, and the bear, and some of those. The coolest one for me, I think, was the hyena, um, because it's not naturally a, a video game animal. Like, you don't really fight hyenas all that often in video games, right? You fought lions in a bunch of games and bears and stuff. 
Um, but the thing that was really cool with them is they were very unique. Fighting the the uh, legendary wolf felt like fighting Sif from Dark Souls. Dumb. Um, uh, oh. It was just that quick. Like, the quick movements. You know what I mean? Really cool. Um, <clears throat> and they all had their own unique um, fighting styles. Like, the boar, he actually farts and produces these gas clouds. If you stand in, you the get poisoned. Fuck? Uh, and they don't disappear. So you kind of have to... His battle is all about staying on the move and moving from place to place. Um, the bear is big and lumbering. It's not that fast. But when it hits you, it packs a punch. So you have to like change yeah. your fighting style for all of them. It's really cool. Um, the Nimian lion is what I was thinking. Nimian lion. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't played Assassin's Creed 2 in a very long time. And that's my personal favorite. Currently, as it sits, I know I just finished the game. So I'm like on a... A hype high of like just finishing the game and being excited and really enjoying it i would say currently without looking back and playing assassin's creed 2 again this is currently my favorite assassin's creed game i've played um now that's tough because we've had the conversation of it not really feeling like old traditional assassin's creed it's just a new breed um so that's a whole conversation of, of its own but uh yeah i really enjoyed it now i'm gonna hop into red dead um and I played more uh, Magic the Gathering Arena, but not too much to say there either. Um, and it's pretty much it for me. Just finished AC Odyssey. I didn't even get to the Spidey DLC because I was so focused on getting AC Odyssey done. Because when you're that close to the end of the game, for me personally, I want to finish it. I'm not like, I need to finish every game I start. But this game was hooked me so much narratively that I was worried if that if I got into Red Dead... It would just get lost in the mix, and I never come back to it. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I just really wanted to focus on finishing it before I dove into Red Dead. So unfortunately, I don't have too much to say about Red Dead. I know Jordan, you'll talk about it shortly, um, but I'm just happy that I finished AC Odyssey. Uh, I'm gonna finish the Spidey DLC next. I'll probably finish that tonight after we're done recording, and then I'll hop into Red Dead. But I'm gonna finish the Spidey DLC before I dive deep Man, into Red Dead. So you've been what about burning. You guys? Have, you have you started it? Have you started the Spidey DLC? Uh, yes, I have been. Uh, I think you're saying gonna say burn the candle at both ends or something, Dom. Or I don't know what you're gonna say. Um, I have been going deep in gaming and trying to get through it. Uh, Jordan, uh, I haven't started yet. I have it downloaded, but I haven't even touched it at all. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say if you critical path the story, it's probably an hour and a half to two. Yeah, I, it's like three, four for everything. So I set aside that's like I'll do that time. If you don't mind, I'll jump in here since we're talking about it. Okay. Finish the Spidey DLC. I got a complaint. So Ooh. it carries over from the main game. Yeah, I, can't, I know. I know. Out of this world, right? So in the main game, I talked about how I was a little bit frustrated that they made you wait like, you know, 10, 15 seconds before your next story mission would pop up. What, uh, it it and, sounds, and it would kind the of way you just described you. it, makes you sound extremely impatient but there actually is it does feel longer than that but i think you're right it's only (laughs) well and they're like they're recommending that you go do side missions i think what it is is you know they've made this beautiful awesome game and they just want people to experience it i just think that for me i think it's also not after every mission uh yeah and i'm already gonna do a lot of the side stuff um, but I'd like to do it uh, when I feel like doing it, um, and not before and not after. And that's why I paid $60 for the interactive video game, uh, open world game. So uh, I just don't understand why they changed that from kind of the 
you know, for better or worse, open world formula, if you will. Um, but anyways, the reason I bring it up is because now uh, sometimes you have to wait uh, several minutes before they'll let you uh, go to your next story mission, which I'm just like, guys, what are we doing here? I, do, I, I'm not, you know, I'm just swinging around and then, you know, Miles will call me uh, every now and then, which is cool, but I'm just swinging around the city waiting because um, I might go back for the challenges later, but I, I want to play the story of the DLC you just put out. I just don't feel like playing the challenges right now. I might do that later with my buddy sitting around or whatever, fucking around, but waiting like three minutes just swinging in circles around the city like trying not to get too far from where the next point's going to be next story so question mission. question just on that so did they did just they add like more collectibles and more side stuff or like all of us yeah, okay yeah. all right because yeah. i was going to say if i if i went into that and i will say that much sorry i was just going to say it's meaty in the sense that it's got a solid two-hour campaign i would say um, and then there's, um, I think at least three new types of challenges or three types of challenges. Some of them are new. Some of them are adding to existing okay. types. Um, but yeah, it's, it feels me. Okay. That's sense. good. I, cause if like, if they hadn't added like new side stuff and collectibles and challenges. Yeah. If they were trying to get you to play the old stuff right. too. Yeah. Cause then yeah. I'd be like, well, I, I literally did yeah. everything else in the, you know, the base game already. Then that yeah. would definitely be kind of like, yeah. all right, <laughs> you know what I mean? I need new stuff too yeah. if you're going to make me, yeah. Well, I will say this much. When he's like, um, you know, oh, I guess I'll uh, try to clear my head and do some patrolling around the city or whatever. I'm like, dude, I'm already kind of getting pretty over-leveled here. And, um, you know, it was never going to be a hard game or anything like that. But uh, if I just like kept doing side missions... Um, I would be super fucking over-leveled for these story missions. So, personally, I try to kind of keep in a general range. Um, I'm not sure if there's, like, behind-the-scenes enemy scaling or some shit like that. Who the fuck knows? But, anyways, um, moving on from that, I really don't have many complaints. I think um, there's... I wouldn't really say there's um, new mechanics, per se. Um, they kind of tweak some stuff. But it's definitely enjoyable. It's, you know, super solid DLC for an awesome game. So you definitely can't go wrong by playing it. And I, I would definitely recommend it to anyone who enjoyed the game. Um, so, yeah. Uh, probably all I have to say about that. I enjoyed the story. I, I will say I really enjoyed Black Cat, her involvement. Her suit looks cool. Her character and her voice actor is cool. So um, definitely enjoyed all that. And the new suits. I got to give them... Shout out for the new suits because uh, you know we've had this Spider Geddon crossover happening recently in the mm, comics, yes. and they did uh, they brought in the suit from the um, Captain Britain's Spider Man, which Captain Britain is like Britain's Captain America, obviously. <laughs> Does he go and like and conquer and, and colonize nations? Combine that. <laughs> well, no, but he actually has a really cool design where it looks like an X, but really it's like you know the British the flag, Union the Jack blue. Yeah. Right. And so, very cool stuff. And then when you translate that into um, Spider-Man, um, it looks very cool as well. Also, I'll just give a quick shout-out to um, the Infinity War comic book um, character crossovers they're doing right now. Um, they have Soldier Supreme, which is Captain America and yep. Doctor Strange. 
and they have Arachnite, which is Spider-Man and or one of the Spider People and Moon Knight. Um, they've got a bunch of them that are really cool, but uh, I just think that that's just very enjoyable what they're doing with that. So, um, okay, so Red Dead Redemption. Here we go. Lay it on us. The what second is uh, a fantastic game. It is uh, absolutely, without a doubt, my favorite game since The Witcher 3 Wild wow. Hunt. It is absolutely, me, without a doubt. Before you go on, let me just preface this to let you guys know behind the scenes that, like, Durham sure, isn't sure. even a big Rockstar guy. <laughs> you know, this is no, somebody who, like... I, I would say I'm relatively negative on Rockstar. Yeah, yes, this is actually really um, impressive. Yeah, and... So. Uh, we were also saying behind the scenes, I've kind of talked about this a little bit, but it's funny how if you had told me several months ago in the spring, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dom, Dom, you didn't hear this, if it was like, hey, Jordan, so this fall, uh, you're going to be way the fuck into Red Dead Redemption 2, and Jared will not really have played that because he's so far into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, oh, yeah. which you yeah. haven't even fucked with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so what funny. are you talking about? Yeah. But anyways, it is uh, easily uh, the... I think the only game to come out since The Witcher 3 to actually rival that game on like a lot of different levels, scale, and, um, you know, just uh, there's a lot of. Um, there's just horses. a lot. A lot of horses. <laughs> there's a lot of animals. There's just a lot of like blood, sweat, and tears. Not that I know every game has that, but there's just so much shit in here that's like, like I, I'm, it's I'm gonna keep going back to Witcher Three. I, I hate to do that, but that's just the way it is because it's, it's really a good just comparison. on that level. Yeah, because no, there's not, you know, there's only so many games for me that are on the like god tier S rank level, you know, and this is what we're talking about. So, um, yeah, the really everything is great um in one way or another i think the the visuals are gorgeous though um jared should should i get into the hdr nah, uh, it's fucked up right because leave it at I, that oh that the game looks better with hdr turned off well i'll i'll try to explain it real quick what's happening it seems is instead of it being an actual HDR picture, what you're getting is whether you're on standard PS4, 1080p TV, or, you know, my 4K PS4 Pro, you're getting the H, uh, the SDR, standard dynamic range picture, and then if you have HDR turned on, it's just giving you a, like, HDR'd version of that picture. So um, it's kind of like an up-res. If you were watching like a DVD that was up-res to 1080p, it's going to look better than a 480p DVD. But the source file is still 480p at the end of the day. So um, is a kind of the way I explained it to myself to help me understand it the way I was reading the news article. So um, it's not that big a deal, and it, I personally haven't had any issues with it. I think it still looks great. My TVs already have uh, that kind of option going on where it's like, um, hey, do you want us to have this HDR effect even for stuff that isn't HDR? So we'll kind of try to give you deeper blacks and brighter colors even though this source video that you're giving us isn't necessarily HDR. That's kind of what it feels like to me. And so you still see a lot of that stuff, but yeah, I can uh, definitely 
vibe with people's frustration, and I would like to see a patch, which I am surprised it's been several days we haven't seen yet. So, um, anyways, that's certainly not ruining the game for me. It is very beautiful. There's, you know, I've never been in love with the visual style of Rockstar games necessarily, but uh, really the environment and the nature stands out here. And going back to that Witcher 3 comparison, I think this is the most... Even more than The Witcher 3, this is the most realistic terrain I've ever seen in a game. Um, it just feels the way every you know, the, the stuff that you're riding over on your horse or walking through is just, it feels so real in the way that it's uh, shaped. The terrain is really, really well done. So uh, that's an interesting fact, but all the big stuff is there. The music is incredible. Um, I think the voice acting's great. Um, you know, you got John Marston and uh, all those guys back for uh, a second round. So um, I really enjoy the story. I think that, uh, like I said earlier, I'm totally cool with the slower pace. Um, and it is deliberate. Like, you know, you got to watch yourself um, take a several second animation for many different things, whether it be uh, skinning something or you know, picking it up and putting putting it on your horse, and it's um, not going to let you carry a thousand carcasses or skins. You got to get what you can put on your horse and get it back to camp or town to sell it. So there's a lot of stuff like that. I will say, uh, probably the biggest complaint, um, and a lot of people have had this. There's some clunkiness to the uh, UI, and also that kind of connects into the control scheme. It's one of those games, I think, that once you start really getting the hang of it and play it for a while, you're in a lot better shape and it really starts to come together for you and you don't really have nearly as many issues. But I think that, uh, I think there's some clunkiness to the control scheme and the UI either way. Um, you look at it, you definitely get more used to the game as you go along with it and uh, it hasn't been a major complaint for me, and it hasn't been something that I think ruins the game in any way. Um, there's definitely, I'll say, Jared, even though you've like gotten to the stage of being able to access the open world, yeah, uh, you still got a lot of tutorials to fuck with. So just be ready for that, because um, they—they're not. I think they do a pretty good job of not making them too heavy at once, but they just—they are pretty much constantly going far, like further and further into the game than I would have ever imagined so um, you know I enjoy a lot of complicated stuff I can dig into a lot of that so I don't necessarily have any issues with that but uh, I'm sure a lot of people will and I will say this is it's crazy how hardcore of a game this is for as mainstream I think as this game is supposed to be or will be and, and yeah. already is so it's Which very we'll talk interesting about later, how mainstream right, it is yeah Right, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people that unfortunately drop this early just because they're not willing to to stick with it, to walk alongside this game and kind of take this journey. But so far, I've had a great time on it. You know, I'm definitely doing the thing where I'm headed to a story mission, but I just cannot stop hunting. And I will say this, boys: last couple years or so, I've really gotten into hunting a lot more, and I'll know that it's from, especially from Horizon Zero Dawn. Both foraging and hunting in that game just just really did the job it was good. for me. And so now yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, in Assassin's Creed Origins, I'm getting more into that. And in Red Dead, it is superb. Um, so, yeah, a lot of complicated stuff, but I'm, I'm super enjoying the game. And like I said, 
you know, this is my favorite game in years, and uh, it's crazy how it just clicked with me. It was like a tidal wave, I think, last night or the night before when I was playing it, and I was kind of, you know, tossing it up between Spidey and God of War and now Red Dead, and then I'm just like, dude, are you kidding me? Red Dead all day easy no no questions about it so I, I think that both of those other two games I just mentioned are great but they're not touching Red Dead this year the cool thing with this is that like this shows that you can understand like quality developers and not necessarily get interested in their games like you for instance with the Rockstar like you weren't really into any of the GTAs but then you give right. their, their newest title a try and you understand yeah. that they're great developers it's just some of those games weren't for you and this one just is hitting yeah. on all cylinders I will say, like, Dom, you haven't played the original Red Dead. No, I've not. Redemption. Correct. Yeah, so um, there's, it's weird how there's still a lot of clunkiness that just feels exactly the same as, you know, however many years ago, six, seven years ago, whenever that came out. But uh, helping, it helped a lot that I had played and have gotten through a decent chunk of that game. And I'm definitely excited to jump back in and kind of play these games in a parallel sense. Um, since the story already jumps around anyways. Um, it, it might be a little more difficult to jump in without having played Red Dead before, and especially since you just aren't used to like the Rockstar mindset. Um, but it, uh, I definitely am enjoying it more since I know who John Marston is. or John Marston! And uh, since I get some of the references they're talking about and know about the gang and where this ends up, and um, yeah, it's it's... I'm not saying I'm a huge Rockstar fan. I'm definitely interested in Bully 2. But I'm also now, I would say, a pretty big fan of this whole Red Dead Redemption series they got. So. I've not yeah. played Red Dead Redemption 2. So I'm going to just put my head down in shame. Because nice. um, apparently I'm, I'm missing out. Um, well, I so, think... Go ahead, Drew. I was just going to... Um, whenever you want to move on from me I just want to give quick shout outs since I talked so long about uh, Spidey and Red Dead uh, you do your shout outs real quick and then we'll hop over to Dom okay. yeah cool so um, Overcooked 2 um, I want you know mess around with it solo once I download it on Switch and I want to uh, get through that campaign but I, as I figured you know they just don't balance this game for single player which I totally understand um, so I'm going to have to find somebody that will uh, kind of roll through that campaign with me and uh, might just have to do that couch co-op when, as my buddies come over throughout time. Uh, but um, it doesn't seem a whole lot different. I'm sure they've got plenty of new mechanics as you, as you move on through. But, uh, you know, pretty... Um, not a gigantic, earth-shattering sequel. Uh, so far, so good, though. Uh, played more Valkyria Chronicles, talked about that, uh, still loving that stuff. And then uh, finished up Daredevil Season 3. I really enjoyed that. I think that it's, um, you know, one of the best, probably definitely solidifying the show is, you know, the best superhero show. And love that they had him in the, uh, like, training black suit the whole season, basically, and really knocked him on his ass, kind of like I talked about. And, um the last few episodes that I hadn't finished by last time we recorded, uh, those were some really special episodes, some really cool stuff that we could talk about later, Jared. So, uh, very much enjoyed Daredevil season three, very excited for Punisher season two. 
And Jared, real quick, do you remember when we got that teaser a long time ago of Daredevil season two, and it's just uh, audio of him beating the guys up in the subway, and you see blood splatter on this sign? Do you remember that? Yeah. That wasn't in that the season, was it? I don't think so. If I remember the correct, yeah, no. Yeah. Which is funny because I wanted to in, make sure I wasn't missing that. In Punisher number three, there's a there's a scene where the Punisher and Daredevil are fighting people in a subway, which is nice. really cool. Yeah. See, um, yeah, I I'll say this: I need to catch up on some comics. I'm a couple weeks behind on that. Real quick, before we hop to Damo and give some shoutouts, real quick. One, they released the Avengers uh, Halloween special, which was really good as a collection of Halloween stories. Um, there's one in there that's Daredevil focused that is terrifying. Oh jeez. They replace his eyes. I'll just leave it oh, at that. God. But oh, it's God. really good. Uh, it's written by I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Anyways, um, Heroes in Crisis number two is really good. Um, nice. That's by Tom King and uh, yep. Dom. There's a new comic called Batman Secret Files. And essentially what that is is it allows any writer to write a story about Batman and it's all this the secret files of like things he had to deal with, right? Or like people he came across or just crimes that were committed. So it allows these like a bunch of writers to come in and write their own little Batman story. Mm. And um, in each in the secret files there's like four or five stories in it and they're all really cool. Like obviously not all of them will be for you, not all of them are for me, but it's a really cool concept to get people to not have to worry about writing in uh, uh, continuity. continuity, yeah, and just get to write their own stories. It was really cool. But what have you? I'd like to that? real quick just give a shout out to the Halloween stuff, man, because it's been a like as far as media goes. I think it's been a really interesting Halloween. You got uh, especially Netflix. Shout out to them for Halloween. Uh, Haunting of Hill House finished that. It's incredible. Castlevania season two was really cool. Uh, best, I think the best video game adaptation. Uh, episode one of. Sabrina was cool. So, a lot of cool Halloween stuff. Not just Netflix all over the place, but happy freaking Halloween this year, man. It also getting, uh, It Chapter 2 getting a release date for next September 6th, which is Ooh, dope. ooh, ooh. Can't yeah. wait for that, dude. Um, so, I said I actually didn't play Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I have to get, I'm committed to it. I'm gonna, gonna play that game. It's everything about it I've heard is yeah. just so far directly up my alley. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but not only did I not play that, but I didn't play any games since we last talked. Um, That's literally at all. What I did do, um, seven episodes through Haunting of Hill House, uh, and it's it's utterly cool. fantastic, uh, yeah. Jordan. I'd agree with you there. Um, it's just yep. a great show in addition to a great horror show. And I, I'll say yep. I was first introduced to that style of, um, of a show with This Is Us, um, that kind of constant flashback and then current events storytelling side by side. I don't know who did that first. Yeah, but going through with yeah, the family. That's an awesome way to tell stories. I think it's really cool, and both shows do it really well. So, well. You like uh, how each character kind of gets their own episode, especially like where you're at, those first six or seven yeah. episodes. It's like each character gets one episode yeah, it, it, that involves everybody Yeah, it was, else. that's a pretty cool well, format. Well, six is the episode, right? Yep. Like the crazy episode? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, but there's, I would honestly say there's multiple in that season, man. I mean, it's crazy. No, no, I know it's not talking about quality or stuff that happens. I'm saying, like, that's the episode people talk about because, like, the continuous shot or whatever. Yeah, it felt... Uh, like, that's the episode felt like, kind of like playing God of War almost, but scarier. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> what I did do is I have, like, a month of the DC Universe service, whatever the heck they call it. I don't know. I, I Watching some I, I bought it on an accident, and... and 
beyond right. I absolutely, beyond, I'm definitely avoided that stupid fucking Titans show. Sorry, but I, no, I'm not sorry because it oh, just geez, looks horrible, ouch. and I'm not even gonna try it. Ouch. Anyway, that's how close-minded well, I am. Thanks for judging it without <laughs> yeah. trying. It's not I watched bad. the trailer and they didn't get me. So. Pretty much enjoying it. But anyway, what I did uh, peruse with on there is the first couple episodes of Beyond, because uh, I've not seen that whole show, so I'm going to try to get through it, actually, if I can. Um, but other than that, I read, uh, what's it called, A Death in the Family, which is really cool. Kind of oh, like cool. right in the middle of you know the whole you know original series or whatever. I don't know what they call it. The whole just, It's just Batman. It's like number like 400 or something through 415. I don't know. But that was really cool. Yeah, just the arc. Yeah, that's old yeah. school yeah. Batman. It's really ago. old school, and I've never been exposed to like that. You know that original comic. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's as like dark and fucked up and gritty, as uh, actually more so than I would have expected. So that, uh, I don't know. It's, I thought that was really cool. So I'm continuing on into um, of all the Batman stuff for you to jump into. I'm, I'm well, the way the app is set up is. Uh, I, I, the app sucks. Sorry, it's organized really poorly, and it's a fucking nightmare. Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's just yeah. not good. But oh right, yeah. yeah so it's kind of hard to like. Oh, I want this comic and that comic, and then on top of that, it's hard to understand like what's coming next that they haven't put on the service yet. Yep. And, and I thought at first I'm like, well, I'm just kind of illiterate to the way comics are, are structured and stuff. Like, it's like, like it, no, it's like if they want people to continue paying for this, they need to be like, coming next month is like the next. I don't know. It just yep. seems like a big mess to me. So like. I eventually found my like stumbled into like that specific storyline, and I was able to organize and pick out the comics in that arc. <laughs> so that's kind of why I, I jumped into that, and I'm continuing on now to uh, the succeeding one, uh, and I can't remember what it's called. Death of the Lonely Place of Dying is what's next. So now after the events with Jason Todd, I mean spoilers, he fucking dies. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then it goes kind of it's starting to move I'm only like one book into the next one it moves into like the effect that has on Batman which is already like really darn cool I mean it sucks for him but yeah. it's cool to read about uh, so that's really what I've been doing man that's it uh, the interesting thing is so for me obviously I haven't played God of War yet and I've only played a little bit of Red Dead but for me if somebody's like I only have money for three games what three games do I buy this year in my opinion I think the three must buy games this year for you to play are Spider-Man, Red Dead, and God of War. Um, for, like, any... Like, just a general thing. Like, I really love AC Odyssey, but that's a hard game to, like, recommend to everybody. Um, so. Really? I would say that's that's got to be easier to recommend than God of War. Uh, no, like but I'm, of I'm, War. I'm, not, I'm not saying to... Sorry, I, I, I didn't do very well at wording myself there. Not, like, the general gamer. Somebody who's super into games that says, like, okay, what are the yeah, three I games say, I need to play? Like, I, uh... I feel like a COD bro could do AC Odyssey way before God of War. Because God of War it does get pretty deep. Yeah. Know? I mean... So with those... And with Red Dead 2, I don't think... Up. Like you said, I think a lot of people are going to fall off of Red Dead. Somebody... It was interesting. Somebody I knew was saying that they weren't interested in buying Red Dead because it didn't look fun. Which to me, I'm like... And he's somebody who plays like Destiny nonstop. Uh, and like Call of Duty and stuff. And I'm like, it's interesting to me that their perception of fun... like, So a slow-paced game isn't fun to them but like to me i don't yeah. i don't experience entertainment for it being fun i i experience it for it being entertaining and everything that's entertaining isn't necessarily fun if that makes sense you know what i mean there's still I, uh, the I punisher season my... one isn't fun <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah i was talking with my buddy who kind of is one of those uh one game gamers with league of legends and you know i'm playing red dead i'm playing spidey playing switch games 
and it's just it's like a living in a different gamer world you know it's weird yeah i have How friends who do that yeah i have friends who are like why would i pay like 15 bucks for an indie game indie games suck I'm like, wow, you're just, like, on a different plane of existence. You know what I mean? I have friends who are like, I haven't even watched Titans yet. <laughs> it's funny that Dom was, like, hard out. I was like, I watched an episode, and I'm like, ah, I can wait. Dude, I'm telling <laughs> you, it's it does suck that it's, like, not our Titans, hashtag not our team, or just regular Titans. But I'm enjoying the kind of spins that they're putting on it. I feel like it's kind of what Telltale was originally giving me with their Batman series. That you, let me let me preface it. But let I think me, let me add this in there. I never really liked like that old Teen Titans show they had on Cartoon Network when I was growing up. I never yeah. got into that at all. So Dom, we've got we've talked about our cartoon history. It's, well, he hates Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah. it is not pretty. Let's you just to, say that. You have to think about all of our responses to it, though, Jordan. Like, so Dom isn't really super into superheroes. He loves Batman, obviously, and he'll watch MCU stuff. But he's like not super into superheroes, so that makes sense that he wouldn't watch it. I, I am somebody who doesn't watch a whole lot of stuff, so I have to make sure to be particular with the things I continue with. So I tried Titans. I didn't really like the first show. I'm like, I'll wait till it's done. Hey, that's all I'm asking for, Jared. I'm just asking you to watch a fucking <laughs> episode. You know, especially if you've got a free fucking trial. Do it. And and not gonna do and it. And you're you're somebody who really enjoys watching stuff, and you're good at keeping up with a bunch of stuff and watching a bunch of stuff. And that's just how you operate. So it makes sense why all Absolutely. of us have these individual Absolutely. responses. Great analysis. Um, I'll give you. Uh, speaking of uh, analysis, uh, sales news. Let's hop into the news. Um, so analysts were expecting Red Dead Redemption 2 to sell very well, and it turns out it did. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 actually had the record-breaking weekend of launching towards profits of $725 million. Uh, it's the biggest entertainment weekend launch ever. Um, it doesn't pass launch period ever because that goes to GTA V, which came in over a million dollars. That launched on a Tuesday. This launched on a Friday, so that's why this gets Okay, the- hold up, hold up. So this is you're differentiating between biggest launch ever and biggest entertainment launch ever. No, this is the second. So this is the biggest weekend entertainment launch ever. GTA Five is the biggest entertainment launch ever, not counting weekend. GTA Five released on a Tuesday. Red Dead launched on a Friday. So in order to give it a record-breaking number, they use the caveat of the weekend. GTA 5 doesn't qualify for that because it came out on a Tuesday. Thank you. Okay, thanks for explaining yeah. that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's the biggest launch in entertainment history for a weekend, not period. Mm. Um, which is, you know, not Still unexpected. Still very gigantic. Exactly. Uh, Dom, you had that bet with Blessing about if uh, Call of Duty would sell Man, more. I'm sweating now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, still think, I still think Call of Duty will sell more by the end of the year. Um because I do think that that will have longer legs than Red Dead because I think Red Dead will sell well at the beginning, but the more people hear about it on the fence about it being slower paced or this or that. Oh, yeah. But then on the oh, opposite yeah. end of that, if Red Dead Redemption 2 Online launches this month and the trailer is awesome, uh, that mm-hmm. might bump sales even more for Black Friday. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but the other big sales yeah. news, Nintendo Switch. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, Nintendo. Recently passed 23 million units sold. Um, which is super impressive. Um, that was as of September 30th. The biggest... So, in this uh, report that Nintendo was talking to investors, they were tracking the last six months. And the biggest seller for the last six months was Mario Tennis Aces, which sold about 4.3 million copies. Uh, we were talking about before the show that it's kind of surprising. Um, not because people don't love Mario sports games, but 
the game came out to like mixed reviews. It wasn't necessarily getting high scores, but it just shows the power of Mario. You know, that guy can just the sell a video game. The power of Mario. Uh, that's pretty much it for sales news. Uh, I I thought the 23 million units sold was great for Nintendo. It's kind of what they want to hit. Um, it was technically 22.86, but you consider this was September 30th. Given a month, they would have sold round up. Round up. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Given that nice 23 million units. It's really cool to see them try something new and it worked and it's actually being successful. I think that, sh- like, you know, obviously the Wii U is a failure. And they're like, well, we can turn this into something people actually want to purchase. And the craziest thing <laughs> is that this is even without a 2D Mario game and a Pokemon game, which have been seen to be the highest. They're the, they're the releases that tend to have the highest attachment rate with the uh, hardware. So usually Boys, when those games come what out, if I were to tell you that the best is yet to come? I mean, we have Animal Crossing, which is rumored to be the Q1 of 2019, which I'm super excited about. Which would make sense for a game like that. They want to release it and have it released for every season of the year. Um, we have Pokemon coming out next year. We have Let's Go this year, but that's not a mainline game. Um, Pokemon yeah. next year is going to sell like hotcakes and sell Switches like hotcakes. Um, we have Metroid. Metroid isn't a huge seller in terms of selling consoles, but... I think it will be now. Well, not consoles, but I think it'll yeah. sell a lot more now that it's we got this momentum. Exactly. Um, we have... People assume that Mario Super Mario Odyssey is going to take the Majora's Mask uh, route and kind of be a sequel in the same engine, so that the people think that they're going to have a game come out with using the same engine, which I'd be super down for, considering I was the, a lunatic. Uh, the Mario um, Galaxy route, basically. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if that was the same engine or not. I could be wrong. I don't know. It was recently, like, you know, within a year or two of the game. I yeah, because I was just thinking somewhere. with Majora's Mask and uh, Ocarina... Ocarina? Good lord. Yeah, Ocarina. Yes, Ocarina it's of Orcarina. Time. Orcarina, Jared, is how you pronounce it. Uh, that those came out within like two years of each other, and those are on literally the same engine. So, we might see yeah, that. Yeah, reusing assets. They'll definitely reuse some assets, dude. Exactly. And we don't even have the 2D Mario. We don't even have Mario Maker sequel or port yet. Like, we have so some heavy hitters. So, are you guys interested in playing uh, the remaster of um, Mario Bros. U? No. Which? No. Mm, maybe it's coming out at 40 bucks I think right if memory says correct I could be wrong about that yeah. maybe I'm wrong about that probably I'm, yeah something like that I'm possibly interested in it it's one of those games that if there's a good sale I'll probably get it but it's not a launch thing for me it's definitely not one of the ports I was looking forward to if it's a great couch co-op game then I'm definitely in especially at 40 bucks oh it bucks. is that's what it's known for strong so yeah I, it's definitely for I'm co-op probably play. certainly in because yeah I never played I haven't played 2D Mario in Hold the phone. <laughs> Actually, call it. Stop the press. My life. Hold on. Hold on, Miyazaki. Wait. Yeah, I know he's a I pussy, think? but <laughs> he doesn't want to get the Platinums on PS3 for all the fucking games. Oh! And he's wanting me to hold oh, the phone. You, he's wanting me to hold the phone, You Miyazaki. know the button. Can you just hold the phone for you a minute? You know the button to push. <laughs> You've never played a 2D Mario I mean, I don't think I've ever... Yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, fully played through and beat a 2D Mario game. I don't think. Oh, B okay. I mean, it's still surprising because like the first Super Mario Brothers is like forty minutes. You know, you if that. I mean, all these years later, Dom, and you still haven't finished that game. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. that's funny. I don't know. So maybe this would be um, the first. Yeah, I mean, Super Mario Maker. I really want that port. Mm, yeah. I mean, 
treasure tracker got ported, and I'm like, <coughs> shit, uh, I'm terrible because I was like, once that gets ported, I'm gonna buy. It. I just haven't gotten around to it because there's so many games to buy this fall, and then I'd buy a PS4. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I had to buy a PS4. You did. Miyazaki <laughs> is uh, Miyazaki's getting a little impatient here on the phone. He just he wants Dom to know that he thinks he's did I did I commit to doing that PS3 to you? I feel like I did. No, no, no. <laughs> I just told you that Miyazaki thinks you're a. Just a worthless You're piece right. of excrement. I, I, because I committed you, to Miyazaki. You won't get the platinums on PS3. God, um, you didn't. You didn't commit to anything. This is like, <laughs> I guess I worked some magic on you because now you're like, I guess I gotta fucking do it. It's, man. Okay, well, you're pushing the buttons. The Demon Souls plat like is like something that's been weighing buttons. on me. Like, do I need to go and get it? If Miyazaki-san were here now, trying to present you a samurai sword, I would say, sir, you're gonna have to come back later because he's not ready. <laughs> Okay, we got some news to get through, so let's move on. Um, we got some uh, Rockstar rumors. We're talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, these aren't uh, corroborated fully, so these aren't like super confirmed rumors, but it is interesting. Um, so Reddit user basically talked about this information he had gotten from a Rockstar employee, and he now felt like he was comfortable enough to share it because he felt the information had uh, disseminated amongst mo- uh, like a lot of employees. So that way it wouldn't be tracked down to the specific person he talked to. Here's the information. One, he states that there will be Red Dead Redemption 2 remasters that will be ported to next-gen consoles, um, and they will release in fall 2020 alongside the next-gen consoles. So this is like trying to confirm that next-gen is going to be happening in 2020, which isn't too surprising, kind of makes sense. Um, the second part, so Rockstar, um, according to this, cut features due to the lack of power of current-gen consoles, and they'll be adding some of those features in the remasters, which makes sense because with Red Dead Redemption, sorry, with GTA V, when it went from Xbox 360 to Xbox One, they added in first-person mode, there was wildlife and single-player, there was a bunch of new additions that they just said they couldn't fit into the 360 version, uh, 360 PS3. So it makes sense. Most of these check out, which is good and bad because that means that they're very easily... Uh, you can come up with these, right, if you're faking uh, rumors or leaks. They're like, oh, that makes sense, so draw a clear line there. Um, the third bit, you talked about Bully 2 earlier. A couple of months ago, we had the rumors of job listings for Bully 2. Um, so he states that most of Rockstar, now that Red Dead Redemption 2 is out, have shifted focus onto Bully 2, and that that'll be launching in early 2020, so the same year as the remaster, but way earlier in the year. And I know people are going to be like, oh, how are they going to make a game that fast? Apparently, Bully 2 is only going to be slightly bigger than the first one. Uh, it's going to focus more on visual fidelity, making the game look good, but it's going to be a smaller project for uh, Rockstar in terms of scope. So it's not going to be the Red Dead or the GTA. It's just going to be a follow-up, and it's going to be slightly bigger than the first. It wasn't that big. Um, so it's a game that they could turn around in two-ish years, which makes sense. And then the last bit is that GTA 6 is currently in like pre-production planning phase, and that they are aiming for 2023, but realistically, they expect to shift to 2024. In uh, you know, they they think they want they're going to hit 2023, but realistically, like it'll probably come out in 2024. Um, out of all of these, um, which one do you think is the most likely? Uh, out of all of this, or do you think all of it's pretty believable? The definitely the port remaster, whatever we call it, uh, of Red Dead Two. That's that's yeah. like guaranteed because we know that not the year specifically like fall 2020 right that it's happening yeah yeah, yeah. that's got to be happening because we just watched them do it yeah with gta 5 right and we know that the next gen consoles are around the corner more or less uh in the next year or two um 
So I think that's the most likely. Followed by Bully. GTA 6, to me, that's like, yeah, they might have that on the roadmap on a, you know, on a, in a PowerPoint somewhere, but like, it's probably, it's so abstract that that's one of those, like, who the heck knows? It's not really worth, it's probably true as a rumor, I guess, you know, like someone saw that on a, on a roadmap, but yeah, GTA 6 is being worked. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I I don't know. And, and the thing for it to come out like 2023, 2024, if the consoles do come out in 2020, the reason GTA hits those crazy sales numbers is because there's an install base, so they're definitely not going to release it anywhere near the launch of the consoles. Good um, point. So yeah. it would be a couple years into the life cycle, but who knows when that life cycle is? You know what I mean? So, it's. I think a lot of this stuff is very believable, which sucks because that means that it's. You can easily be like pessimistic and be like, "Oh, this is just stuff anybody could have come up with," or it could be, "Well, it don't make sense." So like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's teetering on that line of it's a lot of the stuff is so believable that it's like, oh, yeah, somebody easily made it up or like, oh, no, that's guaranteed. That's like it all makes sense. You know what I mean? So I, I, I agree with you. I think the remaster is like guaranteed it's going to happen fall 2020. I do think it'll launch whenever the consoles launch or near it. I'm under the belief that 2020 is when the con at least the Xbox comes out. Um, so that would line up for me. Um, but who knows? I don't know. Rockstar is a, a huge company, and for them to turn around a, a, a bigger, a slightly bigger game than Bully, Bully Two in two-ish years, I could totally see that. If it's going to be slightly well, I think bigger, it, I, then... I, I think they've probably been working on that for a while. Yeah, but not like as I mean, like think not, how long they've been working on Red Dead. Not a so, full workforce. That, I guarantee they probably had a solid team on it, and then once they have right. the entirety of Rockstar working on it, yeah, they can easily get that done. Um, right. Let's hop over to PlayStation. We have some PlayStation news. This is actually interesting because our last three news stories are all... Uh, it's PlayStation, we have some Xbox news, and we have some Nintendo news. So, kind of hitting all of the bases Ooh. in. So, the first one is from the PlayStation blog. They uh, announced the full lineup of PlayStation Classic games. I'm going to go through them. We're going to talk about the, hiss, the hits, the misses, and then the ones that people are like wondering where they're at. Um, so, these are all the games that people are super stoked around it. Final Fantasy VII, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil 1 Director's Cut... Ridge Racer Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy Rainbow Six, and Wild Arms. Those are games that all, like, reviewed in the 90s and are, like, beloved games. They're not, the, like, the cult classics or anything like that. Those are, like, the solid ones, right? Um, 11 of them. Um, the next one, the misses. So there's nine misses that people think are, like, there's either better options that they could have put on the console or they just don't understand why they're on there. These the are the place. pits. Those were the hits. These are the pits. Exactly. Battle Arena Toshinden. Cool Borders hits. 2. Destruct, Destruction Derby. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the first GTA, which is nice. interesting. Um, Intelligent Cube. Jumping Flash. Mr. Driller. Revel, Revelations Persona. And the first Twisted Metal. And I know what you're saying, Jared. Twisted Metal is awesome. Yes, Twisted Metal 2 is decidedly, but anybody would say that that game is objectively better than the first Twisted Metal. Um, so though Twisted Metal's on it, and that's like, oh cool, Twisted Metal got a shout out, two's a way better game. Um, it so is. It's, it's an interesting list. You expect when these classic consoles come out, they're going to have a lot of the heavy hitters, but they're going to have a lot of like fill-ins, right? Because if they ever release a PlayStation Classic 2, they don't want to shoot their load all at once, and they want to have some other stuff on it. It just makes sense that it's not gonna—it's not gonna be all killer, no filler. It's gonna be some killer, some filler. 
Some um, 41. But here's it's still weird, though, if you think about how few of the actual games that came out on the console are on these consoles. You know? Exactly. Like so many games that come out. It's like, we're just going to handpick a, a tiny little handful and throw it on here. And I mean, obviously, they wouldn't want to put the entire library on there, but they could easily fit the entire library of ROMs into that thing. So, so it's weird. And remember, this game is that's, that's this game is ninety. Uh, sorry, the PlayStation Classic is ninety dollars, which is it's more expensive I than. I thought it was hundred. Uh, yeah, it's ninety nine ninety nine. Yes, it's hundred dollars. Round up, remember. Um, so, uh, missing in action. These are the games that people are wondering why they're not on here. I'm not going to mention Spyro and Crash because those are obvious why they're not on it. Active. Why would Activision license those games when they have the remasters out and selling? Spiral comes out in a couple of months. It makes sense. So I'm not gonna really Royalties, man. I think it. I think it's silly that they wouldn't put the, put those games on here. Uh, why would they get like a percentage from? Because you know people are dying to play those games. They'd rather purchase those games. Like they want them to purchase the remasters that are selling for forty dollars. Oh, then also the get, sm- I think I don't think that this would re- this would really impact the sale of the new versions. This they could just work out a deal with Sony of like you know. We'll put our games, we'll put our original games on your old console, your little mini console thing, but we want, you know, whatever percentage makes sense of, I just, of the profit, I guess. Yeah, I just think that Activision doesn't want to license those out because they, I, I personally think they have other plans for the classic versions that they kind of want to do their own stuff with. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I just didn't want to touch on those because they're kind of like, there's a re, like, there's an obvious thing to point to. Given your point, yeah, it's not a, a, a solid reason, but it is a reason. These ones kind of... So the first one is Ape Escape. The reason there is there's not a DualShock in it, and Ape Escape requires a DualShock controller. Um, Suikoden, people love that game. Um, that's a game that is like a, a cult classic kind of game. It's not like hugely popular, but people love it. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, another one that makes sense why it's not on here, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That game is backwards compatible on Xbox One, and then... They recently had the Castlevania Requiem come out, which people are kind of upset about because it features the PSP voice acting, which apparently is like way worse than the original. Um, See, I don't get that. I still think that's a miss and it's inexcusable. Just the Nintendo has like all the games on their mini consoles are available on all sorts of other virtual consoles. They're available on phones even. Really easy to download right to your phone. And st- you know what I mean? So yeah, but I Castlevania, know, Castlevania is Nintendo is has a lot of issues with availability of their games it's all just this whole thing is weird that it's like it's just weird we can't go on our consoles and just fucking buy a ps1 game dude it's so weird that i can't go on my nintendo console and fucking buy ocarina of time you can do it on xbox fucking (laughs) weird and i get with xbox that they are like trying to build their library and shit but Dude, you're telling me a PS4 just can't figure out a PS1 game, or a Switch just couldn't do a SNES game or something like that? Get the fuck out of here, man! It's yeah. stupid. Let we fi- have to like scrape together all these games. Also, Dom, uh, Castlevania is owned by Konami, and with all of their recent news, yeah. I, don't, I didn't include this in the news story, but did you guys see the apparent rumor that they're going to be releasing an update for PT that basically removes it from people's PlayStations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asshole. See, in this case. I could definitely see Konami just because they're dumb and spiteful and assholes or whatever, just being like, "No, we don't want Symphony Night on your mini PlayStation." No, yeah, exactly. We just don't want to do it. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> let me get to these other ones real quick. Yeah. So, Bushido Blade isn't on it. That's one that people are kind of upset isn't on there. Same thing with Suikoden. It's a beloved game. The original Tomb Raider, uh, Mortal Kombat Two, Dino, excuse me, Dino Crisis, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver. 
uh, Shadow Tammy Hennig. That was one of her first games. Uh, Gran Turismo, the original Gran Turismo. And that game isn't on here due to music licensing and vehicle licensing, mm. apparently. Um, the original Silent Hill, which I'm like, PlayStation 1, you're not going to, you have RE, but you're not going to have Silent Hill. Kind of weird. Um, Parappa, which for me personally, when I think of PlayStation, PlayStation 1, Parappa's in there in terms of like games I remember the most. Um, but that one recently had a had a, a remaster or a remake. I don't know what it was, honestly. I don't remember what master. that was. It was remaster. a remaster? Okay. Um, I, I, it's technically a remake, though, because they didn't have the original code for the game. <laughs> it's Pointing. very, very tech. It is very technically a remake. Yeah. Uh, obviously, <laughs> these are loose terms, but we were talking about this before the show. I consider, for whatever reason, the internet's so confused about this. I consider a remaster just up res graphics, resed version. Yeah, you might have uh, Red Dead or GTA situation where they add first person mode in or other cut features, stuff like that. And then a remake is Shadow of the Colossus, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro trilogy, where they're doing it from the ground up. Technically, yeah, very technically, this is if they lost the code, then it would have been a remake because they had to put it all back together. But most they're not really doing anything but up resing the game at the end of the day. With GTA Five and Red Dead Redemption Two, I would honestly name it as like. Red Dead Redemption 2 Director's Cut Remaster. You know what I mean? Because you get the remaster that it's up the graphics and the Director's Cut is like kind of insinuating there's stuff in here that wasn't in the original release without it. Cause you know what I mean? Yeah, it's unfortunate that some remasters are more Director's Cut type shit or yeah. kind of Game of the Year edition. And then some are uh, very bare bones. You know, it, it sucks that it's not more of a standard. But yeah. Quick question. Obviously, we all have our own nostalgia here and there. PlayStation Classic, I want to know if you guys are getting it. Um, for me, no. the answer is no. Nope. Um, the big the big reason for me, I would love to just have this on my shelf. I just think it would be cool to have a mini PlayStation 1. I don't like that it doesn't come with a DualShock controller. I don't like the regular PlayStation controllers. And the list of games, it's just like, I don't, I'm don't. i not near and dear to any of those games, Julie. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. If I already had the collection going with the NES and SNES Classic Mini, Tiny, whatever they call it, that might be a thing that I want to pursue, but I've also got, you know, too many consoles lined up on my fucking tables as it is. I don't really have space. I will buy the uh, PS2 Classic, though. I have. Guaranteed. I will buy the PlayStation 2 Classic. Yeah, I mean, that's a different story, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I honestly don't have the connection. I uh, never owned a PS1, so, yeah, I would have a much stronger connection to PS2. But I also have, that's one of the consoles that is taking up space, is my OG PS2 Slim, so. Yeah. Um, Us being younger too, like so, I have a partial connection. I'm a little bit older than you guys, obviously. I have a partial connection to the PS One, but it's like I got it like super late, and I played Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Parappa the Rapper. Like I didn't play like the Final Fantasy Sevens and all of these things. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of these don't really hold value. Yeah, because you're me. a kid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kid games. Uh, you dumb. You're not buying it, right? I don't think no. you have a connection. I, I, yeah. Exactly. I had no connection. So. Well, you said the first Nintendo thing you would think about was the GameCube, or was it the 64? Uh, it was the 64, and I'll quote myself. It was exactly what I said. I said, I will knock over older women and children in my quest to obtain an N64 <laughs> classic. Yeah. For me, the, the first one would be a Game Boy Color uh, for Nintendo. Ooh, I'd That'd be in be that, too. Go-to. I'd definitely yeah. toss Actually, a little to the kid. 
Yeah. See, that's a that's a toss up. Like, if I have the console, do I need the classic? Like, I have my original N sixty four. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. And I'm so. not even I'm not even playing those things really. The PS two will play sometimes. We'll break it out and have fun, but. I, you know, I really, you guys know I'm into emulation, and I won't go into it, but I'm just, I, I can have all those ROMs there, and that's, that's really just the way to go for me. So yeah, teach their own. Uh, next up, Microsoft is reportedly in talks to acquire Turtle Rock Studios. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about them possibly acquiring Obsidian Entertainment. That new story was talking about it basically being a done deal, right? Uh, just needed to cross the T's and dot the I's. And this one is a little bit more loose. Um, so according to reports, Microsoft is currently or were trying to acquire Left 4 Dead slash Evolve developer Turtle Rock Studios. The reports also stated that these rumblings aren't as confirmed, quote unquote, as the Obsidian Entertainment acquisition that sprung up weeks ago. So the Obsidian one had a lot of information with it. It was like, yeah, they're basically, it's about it's about uh, when, not if. This one, it's it's mixed reports of are they currently talking to them? Or were they talking to him? Meaning that the deal could either A, already be done, they ended talks and nothing happened, or they're currently still in negotiations. You know what I mean? We have no idea is, where it's at. Has Obsidian been confirmed? It hasn't been confirmed, but that one was, everyone was stating the same thing. It's a question of when, not if. Like, that deal is happening. Mm. We just don't know when it'll be announced. This one is, yeah. they're not sure if they currently are talking or if they finish talking, and if they finish talking, they're not sure if the deal happened or if it just didn't happen, right? So there's three different outcomes. If they're either currently talking, they were acquired, or they ended discussions. So this one is kind of a little bit more up in the air. Turtle Rock Studios makes sense. They're a, more of a mid-sized developer. Um, a lot of these mid-sized developers, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, need more financial security in today's um, industry climate. It just isn't yeah. the same. Um, Turtle Rock is... They're focused on multiplayer games. This would be a perfect fit for Game Pass. Um, obviously, Left 4 Dead is one of the all-time greats. Fantastic game. People love Left 4 Dead. Evolve, I played Evolve. Now, Evolve wasn't a success because it was um, uh, asymmetric multiplayer and there was a lot of issues there. Yeah. The one thing I will say with Evolve is that it was a very polished game. That game was beautiful. It played well. The problem wasn't the performance of the game. It was the mechanics of the game, right? And everything tied in there. So I have I I like Turtle Rock Studios. I think they're a very talented studio. Um, obviously, 2K published Evolve, and I think 2K was trying to um, hone in on that asymmetrical multiplayer that took off. That's when we had Fabled Cance uh, Fable canceled Fable Legends, uh, and a lot of other games that were trying to do the asymmetrical multiplayer. I would hope that uh, Microsoft gets them, but if they don't, Turtle Rock Studios isn't a studio. I'd be like super upset that they didn't close in the deal on. But they definitely make sense for a Game Pass type acquisition. Um, what do you guys think? I know neither of you have uh, experience with Evolve, but I'm pretty sure you guys have played Left 4 Dead, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. we awesome. should clarify they wouldn't be making uh, Left 4 Dead games. Since oh, that's, yeah. Uh, it would be an original IP. Property. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, I think this is a great fit. I think, you know... Uh, I sent the meme to you guys in our chat of Phil Spencer with his Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, it's it's a thing, man. I'd, I'd honestly love to see this, and I think uh, you pair this with Obsidian. Maybe that's what they're doing is you know trying to pair this with Obsidian. They got that uh, Xbox experience deal, so 
Man, like I think this is cool stuff. Cool stuff. The monsters in Evolve were so well crafted, and I really liked the AI of them. And just like being sure. on the same field as them, and the scope and the size of them. Man, I would love to live in a world where Microsoft buys uh, Turtle Rock Studios and has them make a Western Monster Hunter. Well, I was gonna say like they're really on the upper side of Double A. I would really push them more into the Triple A category, yeah. but you won't you won't kind of recognize the name that you might recognize other Triple A studios for. So these guys could come out of left field and make a badass game that you know gets really big and does a lot for Microsoft. And I think Obsidian's a little bit more Double A, but or definitely more Double A, but uh, could could. You know, maybe bolster up a little bit if they got bought by Microsoft. Probably the same thing that uh, we might see with Ninja Theory. And then these guys might come out with some home run, uh, you know, like Guerrilla Studios um, style where they're really making something that you wouldn't have expected from that studio that really knocks it out of the fucking park. So, we'll yeah. See. Also, really cool logo. <laughs> Not to be understated. Uh, Turtle Rock Studios has a really cool logo. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting. Like I do think they're a studio that hasn't had. So I would compare them to Insomniac. Now give me a second. I don't think they've had this success Insomniac has had, or the <laughs> they haven't had the success or the catalog. But I do think they have the talent. You know what I mean? I think that if they had the funding behind them and the structure, I think they could definitely do something. Obsidian you mentioned is really interesting because when they had the budget, Fallout New Vegas is for a lot of people considered the best Fallout game. You know what I mean? And they've had kind of had to scope down their projects due to them having to do Kickstarter-type games. And though Pillars of Eternity are great games and they review very well, you can tell they're based off of the budget that Obsidian has. I do think that Obsidian, I agree with you that at its current state, it's more of a double-A developer. With a Microsoft budget behind them, they look like a studio that plays up and down to their budget, which is really smart. And I think given a budget, we could see them return to that New Vegas-type uh, polish uh, in terms Park. of it being a... Yeah, and uh, Stick of Truth, too, which that one had development issues, but I don't think that was entirely on Obsidian. I think that had to do with all of the rights behind the scenes and then having to do with Ubisoft and THQ shutting down and that whole issue. Um, yeah, like I said, this isn't as confirmed as Obsidian, um, so I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear anything about this for like a year or so, but I could also see them this also being an announcement at XO18 in a couple of weeks, or a week. Uh, more than a week. Oh, a week? X-18 happens on the 10th. And we're currently the first, as of recording this for people listening. Yeah, so, you know, 10 days from now. We can no, end. round down. <laughs> um, last bit of news here as we're closing out. The Nintendo Direct um, smashed not a, a bunch of, not a whole lot of announcements. Uh, I want to get through this and then we can close up the show, but I want to talk about briefly why this game turned me from a day one to I'll buy it. Uh, at some point. Um, so they announced the two final characters for the base roster, Incineroar, the Pokemon, and Ken, an Echo Fighter of Ryu from Street Fighter. Uh, they announced World of Light, which is a single-player adventure mode that has you obtaining spirits in character-related board game like Overworlds. So if you use Pac-Man in this mode, it's like a Pac-Man-style looking stage. Um, and you go through and you end up fighting these different spirit fights. They introduced the spirits mechanic, which are essentially these PNGs that you unlock of different characters from various game franchises, and they have attributes attached to them. So um, there's different rarities. So there's like a novice, uh, there's four different rarities. There's a novice version all the way up to legend, 
And there's two different variations of that. There's the main spirit that you attach, and then there's sub-spirits that attach that spirit. Um, it's kind of gotcha in I a gotta way. say... I'm just going to say, this seems more like the type of complicated that's going to piss me off as opposed to the type of Red Dead complicated where I can, you know, I can get get on that vibe. I see what you're going with. Yeah. You, yeah. You want me to learn these tutorials and really get into the, the vibe that you're going with. So this seems, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, like a gotcha scheme, almost like, uh, yeah, kind of like backdoor shady type bullshit. Uh, the spirit stuff can be used in the, in the spirits mode uh, as well as... Uh, local uh, multiplayer but it can't be used online which makes sense because it'd give you advantages um, that's the single player for this and uh, before we get into the rest of the information that's what turned me from a day one to I'll get it when I get it I'm not somebody who has friends over all the time like you Jordan I'm not somebody who uh, tends to play local multiplayer I don't have a wife Dom <laughs> so I, I'm definitely in a different area than both of you guys so for me I enjoy. I would enjoy playing multiplayer, but the single player where I can spend a bunch of hours collecting stuff. I didn't even mention they removed the trophies from the game that you can unlock, which kind of bummed me out because I really like the trophies in in Smash games. Um, it just lost all incentive for me for it to be a day one. Um, yeah. You know. So. I never had it actually for this one because. Uh, uh, yeah, my wife isn't going to want to play this game with me, and I'm not going to play it by myself, really, either. So exactly. It's yeah. kind of a bummer where, like, I would love to play some Smash, but realistically, I'm not really ever going to play it by myself. Yeah, I'd play that well, adventure I mode. Will definitely, I will definitely kick the tar out of you online if, if you're... That's if the online down, works. <laughs> yeah. Well, true that, but um, this, I think for me, it's... You know, this is not probably not going to be my favorite game of the year. I don't think it's going to knock Red Dead off of its horse. But uh, <laughs> but um, I think this and Assassin's Creed Odyssey will probably be my Christmas games. Yeah. And, um, you know, that'll kind of be, like, the games that I want to play for the year, the big ones at least, I should say. And so, yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm dying for it, but um, I, I do think it's going to be a very enjoyable experience, and I am looking forward to it. Yeah, and that's the funny thing is, like, I'm not saying anything about... I think the game is probably going to play very well. Smash always yeah. does. There's a, a large roster of characters. It's just... You guys are talking so much <laughs> shit right now. I can't even believe it. Yeah, for my specific situation and for Dom's, it's just... It's not something we're, we're rearing to play on top of the fact that I'm still trying to get around to playing God of War. So, for me, why would I spend 60 bucks on Smash when I could spend 60 bucks on God of War? You know what uh, I mean? And you, you need think, to. Do you think... <laughs> Oh, yeah. you won't you won't be spending sixty on God. You know what I mean, though. You know, I'll probably get it for like sure, forty sure, or sure. twenty. Uh, well, or you, I mean, it just you permanently can spend price 60 dropped. And get yeah. you can get uh, God of War and Horizon for that sixty. But exactly. Anyways, yep. Um, with uh, Smash, Jared, do you think if they had shown you a trailer on the level of like some uh, shit? What's the brawl single player called? The uh, uh, Nemes- uh emissary? emissary. Emissary. Yeah. Starship, not Starship Emissary, something, something like that. Yeah. Um, do you think if they gave you a trailer that hype that you'd be um, getting there with it? Uh, I love the trailer for World of Light. I just think the gameplay looks boring. If I'm being completely honest, like going to these worlds and doing these like scenarios to get these spirit fighters that like I can't even use online, and like I don't know, it just doesn't seem like there's. It's not a worthy investment for me, you know. It just doesn't Subspace seem that Subspace Emissary. Subspace Emissary. Yeah. And honestly, a big blow, too, is the trophy thing. Because for me, the single player, like, unlocking all of those trophies and getting all of those is really cool. And I know it's, it's kind of dumb, but, like, 
the collection and all that stuff and the challenges don't really do that for me that they have in there now they have like Dude, the i get up so upset over the dumbest little shit so i don't think trophies is small at all that's a giant part of what i consider smash or at least recent smash so i don't think that's dumb at all yeah let's get to these last couple of uh, bits of news for it um there's going to be five pieces of dlc each dlc is going to contain a fighter a stage and multiple music tracks um they're going to be 5.99 a piece which is pretty good nintendo's been known to gauge or uh gouge people for more people anticipated it being 10 bucks a dlc um the fight pass will be the fight pass will be 25 bucks so you're saving about five bucks total it'll include all five dlc packs um this is interesting and this is something that i think nintendo is getting a password not that i think it's like terrible but nintendo is known for not doing this type of stuff and when they do it people are just like it's it's whatever you know what i mean when when other people do it they kind of like rub their nose into it there's Did a you say they're five bucks a piece the packs uh 5.99 yeah oh, okay there's a pre-order bonus for smash a pre-order character uh, if you pre-order the game, you get Piranha Plant, which is a new character, for free. Uh, he'll probably be purchasable later on. It's just that, sure. like, people give all these other games so... And I don't have an issue with it. I'm not... This isn't a personal issue for me. But people have such a big issue with pre-order bonuses and all this stuff. And Nintendo does it, and people are just like, okay. And it's like, if you're going to call out people, be even across the board. If you're going to say you, oh, yeah. you don't think games should have pre-order bonuses... Don't get excited because you get an extra Smash character. Be like, I'm getting the Smash character, but it sucks they're doing a pre-order bonus. That's the one thing that irked me, kind of. You know what I mean? Because the moment EA does this or somebody, it's like, oh, a pre-order bonus. Gross. Ubisoft. Gross. A pre-order bonus. And then Nintendo does it, and they're like, I'm getting Piranha Plant. Hell yeah. I just, it's the maybe hypocrisy it's a thing of Maybe it's a thing of uh, how many times they've done it. Like, oh, EA is doing this again. I'm getting sick of this. Like, here we go. But that's not and the, the that's not the strike. argument that's not are the we, argument people oh. have though. That pe- the argument people have is that why are we allowing pre-order bonus to bonuses to exist? You shouldn't pre-order uh, games. Period. You know what I mean? It's just dumb. We all know that we love DLC, whether it be season passes, the story expansions, the cosmetic costumes. You know, I mean. Yeah, and I'm not, to, well, to clarify, the, I don't have Spidey an issue with it. Spidey pre-order was a Spidey pre-order uh, Iron Spider. It's I mean, a I've, three I suits. Like was... It was uh, Noir, Iron Spider, and uh, the Velocity suit. See, those are but great suits. And you I didn't have to I buy was... those yourself, though, if you didn't pre-order. You could just get them. Exactly, and this is different because if you don't pre-order Piranha Plant, you have to buy him. That's a little weird. As far as we know, right? That uh, seems well, they said, obviously weird They said he's free. It, but, you know. They specifically said, Dom, in the direct, he's free for a limited time. Free. Ah, which so means that then he'll be paid. Exactly. Yeah. If they would say he's available, that's different, right? But they said yeah. free, which means Chad's available, bro. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's it for the Nintendo Direct. It was pretty much just all Smash stuff. Um, definitely turned turn me from day one to I'll get it when I get it, um, which isn't bad. It's fine. Um, let's talk about where we're going to be playing. Going to be playing Spidey DLC, beating that, and then hopping into Red Dead 2 and getting lost in that world. Um, that's pretty much it for me. I want to start uh, chilling Adventures of Sabrina and um, I think there's a movie that comes out this week that I was planning on seeing, but I don't remember what it is. I saw Venom, Jared. Interesting. I haven't seen it yet. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. Um, do you, maybe it's Overlord that comes out this week on Netflix? I'm not too sure. That's oh, on dude. Netflix? Yeah. Wait, no. Overlord. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Overlord dude, is the Nazi... Looking... 
Overlord is like the Nazi one that has to do with like weird technology and aliens, and it was uh, originally going to possibly be positioned into the Cloverfield universe, and then they decided. I knew not you were going to gonna say that as soon as you're like originally. I was like Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, it looks really dope. It is on Netflix, Tom. I didn't realize that. I thought that was a theatrical thing. Uh, Netflix is I starting to say. Netflix is starting to release their their good movies, and I mean yeah, I like oh. like their 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 Oscar their award contenders uh, in theaters alongside them releasing on Netflix because they have to qualify for the awards by being in theaters as well. Because apparently well, I was the just Oscars say, are still Netflix is finally Netflix is finally making good movies. I mean, they just had a lot of bad movies up until this year. I think. I would say yeah. I would say majority of their movies weren't good. I I agree with yeah. you. There were some good ones, but they yeah. were well, they were maybe good. Yeah, but the, a lot of them were pushing mediocre. You know, and I feel like they've had like, um, and like I said, you know, especially with Halloween, uh, just recently, Hold the Dark and um, Apostle have been just great, great movies that happen to be on Netflix. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for me. Like I said, Red Dead Two and Spidey DLC. Obviously, you're going to re- be yeah, reading comics and doing all that good stuff. Um, what about you guys? Uh, I'm going to read more comics. I'm going to read Batman and all those Jeez, good, man, juicy... I, I'm glad we're at this point with Dom. I'm glad yeah, it's glad happening. It's into, I'm uh, into it. It's uh, it's fun. Dom, and then, I gotta play, you, don't uh, have to, you don't have to struggle through the DCU app if you don't want to. Uh, Dom, I won't after this month. Good. Uh, I'm going to put some files uh, for you to, to... Some Batman files for you. So you can, can do that. Sure, Dom. sweet. So much easier if you just read them through a non-shitty app. Yeah, you, uh, otherwise, go ahead. <laughs> otherwise, I do have. I did download Hyperlight Drifter on Switch. I haven't even turned it there on yet. Go. So I, I gotta get into that. Yeah. Looks Dom, good. I'm getting, teetering. Dom, when are we getting I, Dead Cells? I think uh, Dead Cells is a game. When am I? Play. Yeah. I don't think I will. I'm not. I've never really been into the idea of uh, a roguelite or whatever. So I don't start know over. It's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, for it to be like kind of like a side-scrolling Bloodborne plus you start over every fucking time. It's that really it's on that level me. of into the breach. <laughs> no, I it's great. Yeah, but it's on that level of into the breach for me where I'm like, Jesus, how long can I fucking do this to myself? Like it's Spl- even worse than so, Bloodborne. Yeah. Splunk is one of my favorite games of all time. So I'm like, oh man, I love roguelite. Yeah. yeah. I, Jared, I'll sooner, I'll definitely sooner get Celeste because I haven't played that yet, and I think Ooh, that yeah. is a, I'd get that first. That's it's on the list. I love Hyperlight as Dude, well. Dude, yeah, oh, the so. the music in Celeste is mm, Chef's Kiss. Oh, it's so like good. I mentioned, the music in Hyperlight done by Disaster Piece, who I know originally from Fez. Keep an ear out for Hyperlight's music, man. It is, I mean, did one of my from the gameplay I watched for any video video game ever. From the gameplay I watched, that was the music was like the most impressive thing uh, about yeah. it. it. Was like yeah. the way it com- the music combined with the art style. I was like, oh, I want to be there. Yeah, but yeah, uh, play it on the best <laughs> sound, whatever bar, or headphones, yeah. whatever you have, because it's worth it. Other than that, Dom, anything else? Uh, oh, I've been teetering on the idea of Diablo three on Switch. I think that comes out like tomorrow, so I, I might. Diablo, interesting. You might see. We'll see. I'll let you know. Okay, yeah. uh, Jordan, what are you going to be playing? It. Red Dead. Oh yeah, you know that. Uh, you know that, bro. You know that. <laughs> More Valkyria. Um, done with Spidey, but like I said, also hey, I got to give Spidey a couple of little tiny shoutouts here. I've never, um, you know, we do play couch co-op a lot here. I've never seen a game where like we start handing a controller around as you do with 
with people that uh, enjoy playing games, getting together. And I've never seen a single player game where people were just jumping in and just fucking in it and got it in the swinging. It takes them like less than five minutes to just go. And if they know what a DualShock 4 is or what a PlayStation control scheme is, then a lot of times they don't they don't even get the controls from me. I just they'll just figure it out real quick. And so um, that's something interesting that I found this week with Spidey. But uh, that's great to hear. We'll probably yeah. We'll, we'll probably do some challenges with that. Um, so I wouldn't say I've completely put Spidey down. Um, shout out to the suits, too, man. I know I mentioned that Captain Britain suit, but just the suits. So many great suits in that game. Can't wait to see the suits in the sequel. Uh, let's see. Um, or the other suits in the DLC. I'll... We have two more DLCs that are going to have suits, too. Uh, there you go. There yeah. you go, bud. Some good, like, if the, the first pack of suits is any indication i think we're going to be in good shape so um hopefully i'll have some buddies around that can uh, roll through that overcooked campaign with me because i love fucking overcooked man and i played the first one as long as i possibly could until i just couldn't keep three starring things on my own because it was ridiculously difficult just like halfway through the campaign they just do not balance it for for single player which like i said i can totally understand so um, we'll see about uh, some Overcooked. And then, yeah, like Jared said, reading some comics and stuff. I've been trying to get back into doing some uh, Gundam model kit builds. And uh, have been working on some some Evas from Evangelion, uh, which are really fucking cool looking. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I'll be dabbling. Um, quick shout out. I meant to mention at the beginning of the show. Watched an anime uh, called Made in Abyss quick 13 episode guy and really enjoyed it gorgeous gorgeous anime cool last story about this like um, pit in this island that just goes deep deep down reminds me a lot of Annihilation which I've talked a lot about and it's kind of you know this like fucked up Lovecraftian shit that you're getting into as you you descend deeper and deeper and if you start to ascend back up to the surface then uh, you start to just get all physically fucked up and lose your humanity so but it's like a kind of kitty looking anime there's it's focuses around these orphan kids that are going down into the abyss so um really really cool series 13 episodes like i said they're doing more and then uh off of that just a quick thing i noticed that you know castlevania just got renewed for season three like a couple days after uh season two premiered right and with american shows that's pretty common you'll see a lot of time you know better call Saul before it premieres hey we're doing the next season you know a lot of shows that'll happen with in fucking Japan it's like made in abyss we made a season of 13 episodes a year later we're gonna announce that a year from then we'll have the second season it's like okay dude I guess that's how we'll do it um, and I'm not blaming anybody they got other projects to work on but it's just funny how those announcements work how a lot of times it's it's way more spread out coming from Japan especially those the anime which is uh, what I'm watching from Japan because of the success of Castlevania apparently one of the producers or writers is working on a Legend of Zelda adaptation animated yeah and he mentioned he mentioned Assassin's Creed after he did uh, Castlevania season one last year and and has kind of hinted at it since then so it'd be great to get an Assassin's Creed series or movie dude that's perfect um, for an anthology kinda, series they've kind of done oh man yeah they've, they've actually got some animated stuff in the Assassin's Creed universe but Nothing quite uh, this cool, so I'd like to see that for sure. Uh, two quick shout-outs. Uh, first off, 
Uh, Bad Boys 3 is happening. Will Smith confirmed it today. Can't wait. <coughs> Dom and I are super yes, excited. Uh, and a, another boys, shout out. Halloween happened the day before of uh, us recording. And, uh, Happy Halloween. Jordan, one of the Sprouse twins from uh, the Sweet Life, of, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Um, and the Sweet Life on deck. Come yeah. on, Jared. Uh, Dylan, and friends. Dylan Sprouse dressed up as Trunks, future Trunks. And it's a super dope costume. Very nice. Shout out, yeah. Does he like have the look? Does he have the look down? Yeah, he even cut his hair like to look Future like Future Trunks. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll give it a shot. I'll give him a I'll give him a fair shake on that one. You know, I think the Sprouse twins, I was actually thinking about like Sweet Life and Sweet Life on Deck and all that. Some good shit, man. Just like Corey in the house, like some some good <laughs> stupid ass spin offs, you know what I mean? Of already like not the best shows. But uh you know, with like Riverdale and some of the other stuff that they've done, it's interesting to see how they've like they they're not like terrible actors and they've turned into you know well, pretty decent the crazy uh, thing is the one the cole sprouse the ones in riverdale is actually going to be in a new uh rom-com i think that's or not a rom-com but like a young uh, uh ya movie um teen com yeah no not even a teen comedy just like a young adult movie where he plays yeah, yeah. somebody who's in a, a sick in a hospital and he falls in love with a girl who's also sick in a hospital i think that movie's going to blow up for the, like the young the young adult audience so that's cool for the him. Maze Runner, The Fault in Our Stars. It's yeah, more like The Fault in Our Stars. And Dylan Sprouse actually is also having some success with acting, but he's been working on for I guess he has a fantasy series he's been working on that he eventually wants to see the light of day. That's like super inspired nice. by like Tolkien and and uh, George R. R. Martin and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Anyways, greetings, Gremlin. <laughs> it is good to see. You. It's just cool to see uh, hey. people who are child stars not like burnout because of it you know what i mean it's cool yeah. to see them have continuous if, if we're doing quick shout outs we saw the first look of henry cavill this is quick dom as Geralt of rivia and i was a little quick to judge how like like puric he looked and like his no scars on his face no beard and the eye you know i would like to see like the cat eyes uh but people were talking about they're probably doing you know uh earlier stories since series really young and even yennefer's young so um, shout out to that man I'm getting starting to get real pumped for that Witcher series and, and Castlevania's you know bolstering that high well I think uh, I agree with you and I think a lot of those character uh, like um, physical characteristics I think those can be perfect payoffs in a TV format so I wasn't too worried mm-hmm. like the first time we see him with a full beard as Geralt is going to be a really cool payoff in the show and like all these for things sure. so I'm, I'm cool with it I think people are over judgmental um, I think the one thing is when you see a pure white wig like that, it's always going to look off-putting. Like it's just not a rough. It's a not rough. a naturally looking thing you'd normally see. You know what I mean? So in this scene, this scene, it's like he's just in like a blackened room. So it's like you know who knows what it'll actually look like in the light of day or in a tavern. Yeah. What the fuck? Ever. Everyone says it. The moment Heath Ledger was cast, people were like, "Oh, that's awful. Why is that ever going to be a thing?" I will never yeah. judge something until I see it in motion. Even with Titans, as dumb as those costumes looked when we saw the set photos. And I was like, those look awful. At least you watched an episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, thank you guys. Hey, he, uh, not, not Heath Ledger, but uh, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask. Let's fucking go, man. Thank you guys for listening or watching episode 118 of the Controlled Interest Gamecast. We'll be back next week with episode 119. If you can, please follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, you know, Hit the bell notification. Let's you know when our uploads go up. Smash it. 
smash that like button. Let us know we're doing a good job. Leave us a comment if you want. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, rate us a f uh, five stars. Rate us four stars. Uh, anything lower than that, just you know, close the app. Go somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> Break your dick off. Delete your Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Twitter. Uh, if you have Twitter, you can follow us at CTRLINT. That's controlled interest abbreviated. I am at Jared underscore. Dom is at uh, Dom's Oreos. And Jordan is at Melamotus. You can follow us there. Um, the controlled interest Twitter tweets out whenever our new uploads go out. I usually tweet about dumb trades that happen in the NFL or uh, other stuff. Um, that's pretty much it. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.